Welcome everybody to this episode. I can't wait to share this conversation that I'm having with you today with my good friend, Vincent Baugh. Vincent Baugh is another American in Norway. He is the vice chair and spokesperson for Republicans Abroad Norway. Check out this conversation. I think you'll learn a few things about me, a few things about Vincent, and a few things about dialogue in general. Check it out. This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. You surprised me the other day with oh, the um, with the, um, the the bit on the youth crime here. I was really pleased to see that because I don't see that from Americans for the most part to be that involved in what happens yeah. here. Well, you know, and I'm involved because my children are here. Very good. Do you know what I mean? And and you'll see. Uh, you'll see part two mm-hmm. because the first was me just analyzing the Norwegians analyzing it. Right. Now they've come out and they've had that discussion where, um, some movers and shakers have actually come with potential solutions. I saw, I saw, um, I saw the debates. Yeah. So, and then I saw Sylvia Listog the next day with, yeah. um, the one guy from Florida, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw, I saw that there was, um, the police quartet. Yes. I saw that yeah. as a matter of fact. So I'm coming with my response to their response, their solutions, plus my little twist on what I think are some better solutions. Because I think, I'm not saying that they're messing up, but I'm saying it would do them good to, and it doesn't have to be me, it can be anybody from uh, a law enforcement background in another country, a legal background in another country, or a person who has had their feet on the ground with social work from another country, um, primarily that other country being the United States, because we have dealt with these things. <laughs> we, we are dealing with these things, you know, in a, in a, to a degree that they can't even imagine here. So if they would pull somebody like that in, at least as a temporary consultant or debate uh, participant, I think it would open some eyes. I think there would be a quicker path to a solution. Personally, so that's where I'm coming from. I, th- I think you're right, but... Uh... What they really need to do is that the Norwegian use the Norwegian usual way of approaching a subject won't work, mostly because this is a fear response. If it wasn't yes. a fear response from them for what was going on in uh, Sweden, then they would be uh, more clear in what they want to do. And that's the thing. I think they spent. I'm kind of coming ahead of time about what I'm going to actually talk about. Well, it depends on when I release these episodes. But where I was coming from was exactly that angle. They are pulling their hair out and biting their nails, and they're spending so much time doing that, and they're spending this much time on actual feet-on-the-ground solutions. Doing anything about it, actually. And I hate to say it, but that's typical Norwegian. They do that with a lot of their solutions. That was my comment, right? This is their usual way of handling things is to really dance around the question and then kind of come up with something that's somewhere near the solution without actually hitting the problem. Well, I think... A lot of politicians and some people in public service do enough of their job to where people say, okay, yeah, they're, they're trying. And then they kind of just back off because nobody really wants to stick their neck out and make a meaningful decision because they're afraid of that failure, which is going to blacklist their name politically or socially. Well, you know, Am I wrong? When, 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 okay, John Bowler. 
Yeah. Okay. Now, you like him, you know, especially after he cut his hair. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, he got into proselytizing on the air, and he kind of killed his own message because he was close to the problem. He was somewhere around it. He was getting close, and then he went out. I, I don't know if he was trying to please the people um, because it became clear that he had a problem with our body parts here at the time yeah, yeah. and that uh, somehow or another he lost focus. I didn't understand that. When they put him on the, they put him on the debate show, he basically had nothing to say. Right. I mean, and there was this like, why did he waste his time? But see, I'm still trying to figure out Norwegian politicians. On the American side of things, I understand that politicians, there's a lot of money involved. Uh, you, you see it when people go from being a low middle class <laughs> to being a millionaire just because they're a politician. So there's a lot of money involved, and I understand that that money clouds their decision-making. I'm not saying that they're blind to their decisions. I'm saying that they're not necessarily making the decisions that are best for their constituents. They're making decisions that will line their pockets. Actually, So that's the motivation of a lot of politicians in America, wouldn't you say? But there's a different motivation here in Norway because there's not that much money involved. And yet, these Norwegian politicians still uh, keep messing up. Close, 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 because actually... It's more position and power that they're playing because they're all playing from the same pot of money. So that that's not where their focus is. Their focus is, is trying to get position on the other guy and sometimes even in their own people because they're just trying to— You're talking about inter-party politics. Uh, you see what's, what's it doing to our body party or not? Right. What right. did it What did it do to Oslo well, FRP? It, I was just going to say, what did it do to FRP, especially in Oslo? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it absolutely. tore them apart. Yeah. Because they were trying to be cute. And the only one that made anything out of it is the chick that's sitting in Stortinger now. Uh, she came out of Oslo. But she was the only one that when uh, the head party came in, she was the only one that got out alive. Let me ask you this. You, you live in Oslo, right? Yes, I do. Okay. How much do these political decisions affect you you're you're a regular citizen a regular you're, you're just you're living there in oslo that's right do you really see and feel these local political decisions you know when it goes over from a right-leaning uh, uh, uh political rule to a left-leaning do you feel that now we have this discussion <laughs> in my in my little pub group we do this all yeah. the time yeah and i could tell it's a good you discussion to have yeah well it's um it's, it's a lot of nuance pretty basic Mm-hmm. And it's pretty um, grassroots. And we have this position, especially, okay, let's go with uh, Raymond Johansson and MDG. There's, there's some... Let's say uh, Milieu de Grenne. That's the Green Party here in Norway. For right. those of you who are not Norwegian, I just yeah. want to clarify for that. Because I was MDG in my time. Were so, you real? No. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Wait a minute. Wait. You, Vincent. Yes. Wow. Mr. 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 Trump. Yes, I was wow. MDG at one time. Yes, I was. Okay, okay. Uh, um, Pleasant surprise. No, I actually took political, quote-unquote, political training through the MDG, actually. Did you really? Yeah. That's very interesting. Uh, what's your face? Um, Lon was actually, believe it or not, was, quote-unquote, a hero of mine. Really? Because she was so um, passionate about what she did. See, if you don't reveal anything else through this conversation, <laughs> I'll be so satisfied. It's just that I'm very surprised. I just didn't know, I didn't know that about you. Why did? Why would you be surprised about that? Well, I'm not like flabbergasted. I'm not like you know, <laughs> but but I am surprised given the political leanings that you espouse, that you reveal. 
on social media. But Bro, see, this was... also is tied into what I've been saying for for ages. This is why I wanted to have you in. I, I've said this so many times on my program. Uh, 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 social media is the worst way to communicate social issues or politics. It's great if you want to be funny. It's great if you want to build an audience. It's great if you want to make money. But to portray one's political or social thoughts, I think social media is horrible because it's just a little clip and nobody has little clips. Everyone has nuance in their opinions. Here's the nuance in you, MDG. You know, I I, I never would have thought that. Not only that, not only was I MDG, <laughs> one of my board positions was for Free Willie Head Central and and um and Frogner. Okay. I was there for five, six I was there until COVID. Really? Actually. Yes, I was uh B Dale's Udvalk, actually, to um to, from MDG. It's like a city councilman type of thing to compare to America. Yeah. Uh, Just war. clarifying for the people. Yeah, no problem. Um and um I was um B um night, B Dale Steeter. For three okay. years. So yes. he was like a uh, councilman for an actual neighborhood in uh, in Oslo. Interesting. Yeah. Not just any. Yeah. Not just any. Okay. Yeah. So you so you have this um, desire to take part in the ebb and flow of political and social I, issues, I, and that's to be admired, regardless of what one thinks of you know which angle a person takes it from. That desire to be active in those things is to be admired because there's not enough people doing it. It's not, it's not enough of us doing it. That's for damn sure. When you say us, yes. tell the people, tell the people who's us. I, I mean, Americans <laughs> and of course, Americans that look like me and you. Yeah. I think that um, a lot of people laugh at me or they roll their eyes or they say I'm trying to stir up trouble, but I will always say that the biggest hole, the biggest missing element in um national news whether it's tv newspaper uh radio mm -hmm. is black faces you got that right especially black men because here in norway when i say black faces people will throw in like pakistanis they'll throw in uh um you know southern the europeans and let's go with that for example good <laughs> example right there uh but i'm talking about black as in of african descent That's right whether it's uh, uh, black American or straight up from Africa, where are those men? No. We're here. Hello, two of us. We aren't the only two. We aren't the only two. But where are where are more of us in that picture? I'll tell you. Okay, uh, his name is Akhenaten de Leon, and he was yes. Just, okay. Yes. Now he I've was trying to get him and his uh, um, his daughter his his daughter on my show yeah. it just hasn't worked with scheduling i'm very interested in both of them yeah oh, me and i could go back quite some time um back to obiora way back when now obiora um that's when the the guy in trondheim got uh, beat to death by oh, the of police course, of course of course yeah i did a whole bunch of stuff uh, with them at the time when i was a producer for this um what, what do you call it uh, not alternative but um of uh, um, minority, I used to be a freelancer for the minority uh, video company. Okay. And I made a bunch of videos in support of what happened in the Oviota. I did a lot of the um, translations for okay. what uh, was in the newspaper. That's interesting work. Yeah. It was interesting work. It was a problem, <laughs> of course. Most anything that's minority 
<laughs> only so has you, a very similar very limited time. So you actually you actually know him and you actually got to work with him. That can, guy has I fascinated can, yes. me almost since I've been here since 2002, and that guy has fascinated me ever since I came here. Now, now, see, the thing is that Aki wasn't the only one. As a matter mm -hmm. of fact, I was actually getting at Elvis. Now, Elvis was Nigerian, if I'm not mistaken. He was actually a big deal in AP. Nigeria or Ghana? Or I think I think I don't I, want to insult the brother. Okay, maybe you're right. Yeah, I, I think it was yeah. a Nigerian. Okay, but Elvis, I used to know Elvis. As a matter of fact, I've been on, I was, quote unquote, on the line with Elvis when we got smeared by um, often posting. Black smeared. people, How sub Saharan so? Africans was smeared at one point in time. Well, yeah. All right, and I was still, there. Still, I was still, and I was. But there. are you talking about a specific article that often posted yes. did, or what were they? What did they say? Uh, and when, when was this roughly? Ooh, this is around the time. This is 08, 06, something like that. Mm -hmm. When they were really bad. When when uh, mm -hmm. the press was uh, when uh, it was some brothers mixing it up somewhere. There would be. Um, our new lensmen, our, our new, new lensmen, our new uh, newcomers to this country. Yes, yeah, and um, uh, something even more insidious um, mm -hmm. of 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 Afrikaans apprentice, African descent. Yes, yeah. so they were um, uh, they could be quite pointed when they did this, and then they had came up with the AIDS thing, and this was the smear. It was that uh, sub-Saharan Africans were known to infect white women, something like something along those lines. You know what? I remember that. Yes, 2008, 2009, so right around. I was living up north, living a totally different life, but I, re I do remember that. Okay, and... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were out uh, in front of the... Well, we, at the time, it was in Grenland. It was some sort of health office, and um, I was in part of that, uh, Aki, all those guys. Um, Elvis, Aki, and another brother that was um, another Somali brother who was AP2. Now, the problem with AP is that they had brown skins, right? The problem is, is that they were confined to those areas. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. All right. And this is something you might find interesting. You know what's, uh, who used to be the culture minister, uh, Abid Raja, right? That's correct, yeah. At one point in time when he was trying to get famous, I actually met him. Did you? Yeah. Yes, I did. And I talked to him a couple of times when he was out on the street trying to I'm not really sure what he was trying to do, but he had this weird period where he was trying to get was trying to get guess, famous, if we can say that. Yeah, let's go with that trying yeah, to get let's, famous let's because he was identifying <laughs> with his brothers, right? And then um, he was because remember he took all these high profile um, prejudice cases, yeah. and he but was see, this. He's a comer and goer. I call him a comer and goer when it fits. Oh, he's this immigrant, son of immigrants, and, and, and all. But when it doesn't fit, he will stiff arm. Which is why he didn't become leader of Venstra. Well, I think people read through his. He's pretty fakeness. transparent about I think that, so. too. I think but at so. one point in time, when he was trying to be brother, brother, this, right, um, he was quasi legitimate. Now, all of these guys that I knew from AP, right, and because he was uh, SVA, yeah. it was really hard to. Um, <laughs> Okay, I'm doing my doing my Republican thing again. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like the, it was hard for me to tell one communist from another. Oh, I bet <laughs> I can imagine. So it was the Especially same. here in Norway, yeah, it's the same thing for me. <laughs> but see, that's part of what fascinates me about you. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know the the 
what's the title? Vice chair for Republicans? I'm vice chair. Vice chair for Republicans Abroad Norway. But at the same time, at one point, you were a part of the Green Party. Yes, I was. And I'm just trying to make that match. Okay, the thing is... Um, Philosophically. I grew up like any other kid. Um, As we all do. Yeah. Yes, I grew up on the South Side. Okay, the South Side might be this, the South Side might Chicago. be that. Chicago. And... Um, but I'm still a kid, right? Right, and uh, don't litter, Smokey the Bear, mm. right? Crying on his cheek, what's his face? Don't pollute, don't pollute. Yeah, yeah that, give a who don't pollute. Yeah, the Native American with the tears. Yeah, the homie with the, the tears yeah. and all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the old, the hole in the ozone layer, mm -hmm. all of that. Right? I gave a kid. I I don't pollute. I don't yeah. litter. Just like it, I grew up not doing that. It was something. It was. Um, I don't make uh, a bunch of. I don't make a big deal about this because it's something that I grew up with. Yeah. But I'm as concerned with the environment as anybody else. See, and I like to hear that. You know, it, it, that doesn't surprise me, but to a lot of my listeners and viewers, that will surprise them because the Republicans, uh, those in leadership and very, very many of the other Republicans on down the line are so adamant about climate change denial. And that's what people are used to. That's the narrative that gets put out there by so many Republicans. Dude. And then, of course, it's reinforced by Democrats. Am I a rich white guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, and that, but again, and especially here in Norway, that's what will, a lot of people will find surprising. To me, it's not unusual to see a black American who is a Republican. That's not unusual to me. But here in Norway, people are like, what? Again, because of that narrative that's some, pushed. I have to tell you, some people... Okay, I live on the. I live on. I live in Bjarke. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever lived in Oslo, but it's on the other side. I know where it is. Yeah, on the east side. Mm -hmm. All right. Now there were people who didn't know me from Adam, right? Just another black guy. Yeah. With the funny hair. All right. They saw me on TV. Mm -hmm. They came up to me to talk to me as a Republican, as okay. as the Trump guy. Okay. All right. Yeah. And it was. And it wasn't. That big a deal. Right. Now, I'll tell you. You got a funny story for you. You're going to love this. <laughs> I've been to the FRP convention every every year from since 16 up into COVID. Okay. All right. My very first year there, I walked through there, and I was the very first one of us here from the Republicans. I, I, walk, I walk up, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. This is over at the Scandic. Yeah. The guy looks at this. He says, where are you going? I said, I'm going to the FRB convention. He goes, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you're not. <laughs> and, your, and your reaction? Of course you know what my reaction was. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, see, but you know what I'm talking about, though. It's, there, there is a narrative that is pushed by the Republican leadership in America uh, very, very clear about how they feel about climate change. And... That, of course, is, is, I mean, it's wrong, but it's smart politics. That's reinforced by the Democrats. Yeah, see, look at the Republicans. They don't believe in climate change. So when that goes in a loop <laughs> constantly. <laughs> Bro, um, when, I, I think the only thing when you're talking about climate change, the only thing that's really an issue is what to do about it. 
says you and I and most people. But again, there's that Republican narrative that climate change is just bogus. There's nothing to think about, nothing to do. Do you, do you see why people would be surprised? You understand why people would be surprised that you are not just a Republican, but the vice chair for Republicans abroad in mm-hmm. Norway. Um, and I wonder how does that affect your messaging? How does that affect the work that you do? If you've ever heard me on TV, do you hear me stray? From the question, do you hear no. me? Do you hear never. me proselytize about Trump's value and his virtue? No, no, never. because the fact of the matter is, and I said this the night he was elected, I said that, that Trump's value to the Republican Party is this and only this: that he governed as a Republican. That everything pff, that's up to debate, brother. Okay, and I'll be the first one to tell you, as spokesman and and vice chair, that we could do without the the extra that we get with him, right? Well, what, the, what do you what do you what do you classify as that extra? The same thing as everybody else calls it extra. Okay, but uh, you call it extra, but isn't it be shouldn't it be a uh, shouldn't it be a disqualifier? Some of these things, his ethical, his moral, his the things. That if we're going to do that, then we disqualify Biden. So no, we don't. Yeah, but I don't think you can. Uh, I don't think you can put those two on the same yes, you level. Can. Yes, you can. Uh, how so? The fact of the matter is they're both men, which means they both have faults. And of course they have faults. And yes, everyone is faulted. But yes, I yeah. remember, you remember Biden was one of the 12. You remember that? One of the 12. Okay, maybe not one of the 12. Yeah, I think it was one of the 12 at one point in time. The guy, two guys that signed my um, petition to be in the Air Force Academy, mm-hmm. Paul Simon and Adlai Stevenson III. At one point in time, both of these guys were going to fill the empty room from Reagan. I mean, I'm sorry, from Bush. And that, um, I was going to say Ford. (laughs) What's his name? Uh, Joe Biden Mm -hmm. was one of these guys. Biden disqualified himself. Now, most people forget this. Mm -hmm. Biden disqualified himself by plagiarizing a speech not once, but twice. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's a fault. It's a fault. And then a lot of people will say, well, what year was this? How long ago was this? Don't people change? And here's where I, here's where I, I draw a oh, line. Oh, we could go back. Okay. Hold on. Here's where I draw a line of difference between Trump and Biden. Uh, you know, Biden with the crime bill and how it affected black Americans. Um, you know, Biden's, uh, uh, Biden going after Anita Hill uh, during testimony. All of those things wrong. Very, very wrong. But since then, there's been a change of behavior. Why? Because he was since, vice? No, hold, hold on. Since then, he has come out in his own words and, and spoken about how the crime bill was a mistake. Okay. He thought it fit at the time, but in hindsight, he sees that that's a mistake. Okay. Um, Anita Hill, uh, uh, all kinds of issues where Biden is not afraid to say, ah, I, I was wrong. I got that one wrong. I want to know when has Trump ever admitted to doing anything wrong ever that right there tells me that that's a that's a character issue and character i believe is important when we're talking about president we're not going to we are as americans we are not going to re-elect george washington okay we're not going to re-elect no no but but i'm but we're not talking about george washington we're talking about no i'm making a point with george of course we're not going to re-elect george washington but i'm making anyone like him or anyone like him okay i know you're making a point but my point is is that when we look at these two men there has to be 
of, there has to be a, a process of facing up to the realities of the qualities of each. And the quality of character, of humility, of uh, being able to acknowledge that your thought process is wrong. Would you want wrong. somebody to sit in judgment of your character? Absolutely not, but I'm not president of the United uh, okay. States. That doesn't these make men, it, these uh, men and, are held up to a different standard. And you standard. just said, why shouldn't that make a difference? I'm not sure what you're saying. Um, okay, well, let me help you out. Go ahead. Why, shouldn't that, why should that make a difference? Because they're just men. They are just men, but because they are in this office as our leaders. It's supposed to be what? They're supposed to be held to a higher standard, especially Who says? when it comes. It's not in the Constitution. The, it's not in the Constitution, but you can't remove human. That would be uh, uh, humans have a tendency to choose as their leaders those who are of the highest. Actually, character. no, you don't. They have a tendency. I didn't say they always get it right, but they have a tendency to do that, and there's a reason for that. People want their leaders to be, and I put this in air quotes, more pure than they themselves. No, 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 no. I, you don't believe that. No, this is not that. the 1850s. No. No, it's it's it's. He's not king. He's not King Arthur. He is no, it's not, not going to happen. He certainly is not. No, and Joe and Joe Biden is not King Arthur either. Absolutely not. And I'm saying that they are flawed, but I'm also saying within those flaws, people still have a certain expectation. Then you can character. vote that way, but that exactly. doesn't. But you can vote that way, but that doesn't categorically. Uh, say whether you sh he should be president or not. Obviously, Trump was Your president. Your vote should, and let's hope <laughs> if we're lucky, he'll be president again. <laughs> but but why, why do you think Trump's uh, Trump presidency number two would be better for America? Because than what he, Biden or anyone else? Because what he would do would be aligned with how I see things. Which is, for example, what do you mean? Foreign policy. Let's take that. <laughs> I'm an ex-marine. What do you think? I'm a Marine as well, uh, but just like black Americans obviously are not a monolith, no. mar Marines are also not a monolith. No. So please tell me, what would Trump do as far as poor foreign policy? I, you know the you, thing that, that, that I overlegged? Be you were afraid to piss him off. Who? Anybody. Who? Everybody. Me? The whole world. Afraid to piss someone piss off? Piss him off. I do that to my wife every day. No, I'm not talking about you and your wife. <laughs> I'm talking about to the, to the main man. <laughs> you, you're, look, you might have disrespected him, you might have liked him, you might have loved him, but you didn't want to piss him off. Piss off who? Anybody. You, you know who I'm talking about. I really don't. Yes, you I really, do. I really, I really don't. You know I'm talking about Trump? You know you didn't want to piss that old crazy man off? I think, if, 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 if it wasn't for the fact that as president, he has so much power to do good or bad, uh, I would laugh every time someone mentioned that man's name. I think the guy is a fool. So I'm not afraid of, of pissing him off. I could care less. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about America's enemies. Nobody's okay, I got you. I, okay. Nobody's afraid of Biden. Nobody. Nobody's afraid of uh, <laughs> Blinken. Yeah, but I don't think it's about anyone being afraid. If you look at the polls, yes, if, the polls if the polls are to be, to be believed, America is much more respected. Uh, <sighs> and I believe the respect is much more important than fear. Okay, let me ask you America a America is much more respected under President Biden than, than they are. Actually, the, they're not. Well, I can pull that up. There's several polls that say that. There will be several polls that say, uh, we ran a poll. I know what polls can do for you. <sighs> Who's we? We did. Our organization. Republicans, Republicans abroad? Yes, we ran, okay. a poll. we ran a poll two years in a row. Okay, where? Where did you pluck your poll, your, your poll subjects from? 
just Norway or around the world or what? What did you think we were going to do? I'm we just asking. A, I'm we just had asking. us a little simple straw poll. Okay. Is this published somewhere online? This poll? I'd love to. I, if you have a poll saying that, I'd love to see it. I'll post it. I will. We ha- we ran a poll two years in a row. We just had it this year. Where is it posted? I don't know if we ever posted I'm going to write that down. I'll do some research. I'll see if I can find it. You don't have poll. to do any research. And, I ran a poll. Well, I wanna, I'd love to see it. My research will come if you can't tell me where it is. Then I'll have to research it to find it. If you find it, let me know. <laughs> okay. There we go. That's fair. If I find it, I'll, if I find it, I'll let everyone know because it's I'll post it. It's at the park. It's R-A-N. It was at our booth. You would be surprised at some of the things that we found out. Probably not. No, yes, you would. Uh, for example, what would surprise me? This year, she won. Who won? Kamala. She won what? She ran. The, she won the poll. Tell me what the poll was, please. You mean? You're saying Kamala Harris won the poll. Yes, what she was did. The poll? What was the poll? Who, do you, who would you vote for for president if you okay, had a vote? There we go. And Kamala Harris won? That's <laughs> Kamala, a surprise. Yeah, right. It was I, a said, surprise. I said I wouldn't be surprised. That surprises me. Yes, it was. That that only That's case in point. Small case in point. But you could get in. Um, okay. I'm an engineer. Okay. I'm not a um, uh, more of a technician than an engineer. Yeah. Because I really suck at calculus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a foreign language to me, calculus. Girl. Okay. Now, the thing is, when you when you deal with huge numbers, you can make those numbers say anything you want them to say. Absolutely. That's why I had a caveat. I said, according to polls, I said, parentheses, if those polls are to be believed. And, and, because that's, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy science. Yeah, it, it is. It, well, it's full of shit, but it okay. Is. Often, yes. Okay, yes. now, the thing is that in my own little my own little booth, in my own little world there, from the cops to everyday people, mm-hmm. they would tell me, well, we're not going to say it out loud, but go Trump. Yeah. All right? There's a lot of people. Yes, they would come up to tell me. They started coming forward in 2014. They surprised the heck out of Hillary Clinton, the well, ones that kind of keep it quiet about who they really support. Absolutely. I'm, I'm aware of that. Okay. Those well, people are out there. And, and that means something. And it means something more than when the elites can throw some numbers at you. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah, no, uh, and that's why I always say if the poll is to be believed. <laughs> but if you guys ran a poll saying that America is less respected under uh, no, 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 that was only opinion, brother. Okay. We didn't run a poll. We said we ran the simple poll was who would you like to see as president. We did not ask if we knew better than to ask a lofty question like is America more respected? No, you can't do that. But I, th- well, you certainly can. You could. You could. The, the thing about large numbers, if you can weigh those, and by weighing, I mean you could put more emphasis on one thing than the other. Yeah. And when you do that, you can get the answers you're looking for. Exactly. And that's why polls are always, yeah. <laughs> if we would have believed the poll, or if the polls would have been correct, uh, Hillary Clinton would be president right now. So that's why I say the polls, to me, that's the biggest example of the polls not being accurate. It's a, It's more of an example of... You can get numbers are large enough. They can tell you anything you exactly. want you to tell. You want them to tell you exactly. So that 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 
only serves the elites that can afford that. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the man in the street, you know the guy that's got to pay his bills? Yeah. The guy that's got to do his own shopping? Yeah. That's a different thing. Yes. Okay? And the thing is, is that... <sighs> We, I don't want to get into a big old discussion until you do a big old discussion <laughs> about <laughs> about left and right, the Democrats and Republicans. Because no, we'll, we'll touch to, on that. We'll touch on that. I yeah. can do that too. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. Plainly put, when it's simple, when your life choices are more reduced, mm-hmm. you become more basic in how you look at things. Oh, absolutely. All right, and those basic things have a lot to do with getting from day to day. Sure. And they have almost nothing to do with the big picture until it becomes time to vote. And and, and, and in that vein, I got something else for you, all right? Um, Africans. We can talk about that later because that's deep. No, go ahead. Let's hit it. What are you talking about? All right. Now, um, most of my friends, a lot of my friends are Africans, Uh all right? And it's because they're brothers, all right? Now, you can say this and you can say that about Amer- um, Norwegian society. Uh-huh. But it was, a, it was certainly a pleasure to be surrounded by brothers. Okay? It's a different day-to-day interaction. <laughs> Just last night. And actually, I want you to hear this. We had this discussion about brothers, mm-hmm. Africans. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we had, this Afri- we had this discussion about slavery. <laughs> and it was great. It really was. You would love this yeah, because it had a lot to do with how they look at us and we look at them. Yeah. All right. And and I say this because what it does, it tells you how, first of all, the commonality we have with most people have this, they're concerned about the same thing. Yeah. What they do about it and how they see it. That's is the, the difference. difference. That's where the difference comes. Right. From. And when you're in a position uh, like I am, which is really goofy because, okay, I mean, I'm just a guy. But when you're in a position that people, at the drop of a hat, people start talking to you about stuff. Yeah. It's like, wait, just a guy. Yeah, yeah. But when you have to you have to live up to your position, especially, you can say this, you can say that, but I've been in my position quite some time. Right. Right. How long have you been here in Norway? I've been in Norway. This is 23, 26 years. 26 years. Wow. Yeah, I've been here a long time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been in also 23, right? Um, 21 years for me. You know what's funny is uh, you crack me up with the way you speak Norwegian. It's hilarious. Uh, Why is that? I remember when I wanted to be like you. I what wanted does that mean? To, that be like I wanted, me. I wanted to be able to speak like them. Okay, yeah. I remember one time I did. And did you? I, yeah. I had developed a Oslo accent. Okay, yeah. <laughs> then I just got over it. To tell you the truth, I did. I used to be very meticulous about how I spoke. What made you not be meticulous about how you speak? Everyday life. How so? I was mistaken for African. Because of the way you spoke Norwegian. I was mistaken for African. I don't know why I was mistaken okay, I for African. I see. But I was mistaken for African. Mm-hmm. No. I couldn't do that. No yeah. more. But how does the way you speak Norwegian 
Did you change the way you spoke Norwegian to hopefully change people's perception of you so that they would no longer mistake you for African? No. I'm just trying to get that to make sense. No. I wasn't trying to change anything. Okay. What I was trying to do was speak better Norwegian. Okay. And I thought that if I sounded like everybody else, that made my language better. Okay. And the reason I stopped that is because it didn't. Okay. I'm not saying that accented Norwegian is better or worse, but what, okay, so somewhere along the line, you just decided to stop trying to speak. No, accent. I didn't say that. I said I'm I stopped just, trying, just trying to, to sound to like the... everybody else. Right. I yeah. didn't, I no longer wanted to. That's what to... I was going to say. You stopped trying to speak like everyone else. No, I said sound, not speak. Sound. Okay. Because yeah. there's a difference. Okay. Because yeah. I speak very good Norwegian. I just don't spout it off. Right. Right? I will surprise you. I've had to make speeches in Norwegian. You've mm -hmm. seen me on TV. Yes, it comes across clunky, but I do that mostly because I like the fact that you have to listen to me talk. I think I see. more than anything else, that's what I didn't like. I didn't like, you didn't actually hear what I said. Ah. Mm -hmm. You didn't get what I meant. You thought I meant something else because... I, you heard sounds from me that sound familiar, which means you stopped listening to me. I believe that's exactly... That's an interesting point. <clears throat> there, is, there is a problem with... Uh, we kind of touched on it about 10 minutes ago, right. 15 minutes ago, about how there are so few black men in Norway who are being seen and heard in the media picture in Norway. So many There's of us... There's got to be a reason for that. Oh, yeah, there's, a <laughs> there's a reason for that, all right. Um, I spent... <clears throat> Uh, Lisa, okay. Yeah, Cooper. Yeah. yeah Lisa. Um, Hi, Lisa. I need to get her back on my show. Oh hell yeah! I haven't yeah. spoken to her in two or three years. Wow, since COVID. Yeah, Lisa. Actually, I haven't spoken to Lisa since she was last on my show, and that's coming up on four years. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I am so surprised. Why is that? Because the two of you would seem to be a natural fit. Uh, that may be so, but you know, with her doing the work she does, I'm doing the work I do. I live here, she lives there. We just and we don't have. I don't think we have any common friends. We have some common social media acquaintances, but we don't. I don't think we have any friends in common, so to speak. We may be a good fit. Yeah, I don't know Lisa that that very well. I don't know her very much personally. Yeah. She. She. <laughs> And he laughs. She, she was one of the first people I met here. Mm. Yeah, you guys have sat on a few uh, forums together. Yes, we have. Discussion and debate forums. We had a great one in, in Trondheim. It was hilarious. I think that's the one that I saw on YouTube. The one where the... A couple, three years ago, Lisa, Lisa sent it to me in that time period when she was on my show. She sent me a video of you guys at some point. Her and the, the professor up there, right? Yes. The American professor. That's right. That's right, yeah. Like a, a political science professor. Yeah, whatever she yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. But uh, but let me let me get back on this thing about how people perceive you. You 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 I'm I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from because this this is interesting. Uh the 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 invisibility, if I can use that word, of black men in Norway is a real thing. Um being taken serious or the, the lack of being taken serious uh, as a black man in Norway, that's a real thing. Um, and it's interesting your, uh, what you're saying about the language 
side of things that you stopped trying to speak like everyone else yeah because of that i stopped trying to sound like everybody yeah. else okay my language is still my language i am really sure. good at norwegian sure but i don't sound like them yeah and i stopped trying to sound like them mm -hmm. all right because it I just didn't like the way I was received because, like I told you, I didn't like the fact that people stopped listening to me. That's an interesting perception, and and uh, and I won't I won't step on that, but I think that's another example of how uh, our experiences as black men. You know, there is no monolith, there is no single path. Because I think that a big part of my uh, success here in Norway is because of my speaking ability, uh, and that I. Uh, um, am often told that I have little to no accent, and they're also fascinated that I speak the dialect. That it, I it, it is um, remarkable. You're one of the few Americans I've met mm -hmm. that is. You have almost. You're exactly right. At one point in time, like I said, at one point in time, I aspire to that. Mm -hmm. And hallelujah for you. Well, uh, thank you. I, I think it's done me well. I think it has opened doors for me. I don't know, bro. I'm going to tell you the truth. When you were on, <laughs> when you were on TV at the election time, I'm pretty sure that uh, it illustrated my point. But it kind of oh, so just, he kind of stopped talking to you. I'm trying to think which TV appearance that was. In Arco. NRK, um, was it in the dogs, the, the seven o'clock thing where I was with, yeah, I was with um, um, or you were on the news, the, yeah, but I was on, there were so many different appearances, so I'm not sure which one you're referring to, and I don't think any of them was with a male. I don't remember whether it was a male or not. I remember one thing about it because yeah. you remind me about what they used to do to us. At some point in time, they lost interest in what we were saying. And it was really and You obvious. actually saw that during a yes. broadcast? Really? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I saw that during when they're talking to you. The only person I've ever seen them be interested in was Lisa. Yeah. To be honest. Now, I will agree with you, uh, at least partially. Uh, Lisa. I don't want, and I don't want this to be anything bad about Lisa. It, to me, it's something that is bad about Norwegian media. It's like they found their person. Yes, they did. It's Lisa Cooper. Yes, it was. And everyone, get out of the way. Oh, you want to talk? No, move, Lisa. Did did you, did you see her movie thing? When uh, she was in, when she was in, she was on. Um, it was a television show, and she was actually Lisa Cooper as Lisa Cooper. It was hilarious. <laughs> How's that for being recognized by Norwegian media? Lisa Cooper as Lisa Cooper. No, um, but I, I do believe, but, but see, that goes along with what, and, and I point this out repeatedly in everyday conversation when I get a chance, and also on my show when I get a chance. The Norwegian media, I believe, has gone out of their way to exclude men like us from the day to day. <laughs> debate, discussion, news, happenings, uh, and even entertainment. I, <laughs> Surprisingly enough, so I, 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 I think they found Lisa, and and hats off to Lisa. I love her. I don't want this to be anything bad about her, but I think they found Lisa. They're comfortable with her, and they're biting their nails, hoping that nobody calls them out to where someone has to make a change and actually start giving other people a platform. Actually, you know, I, I think that. Um 
I don't think I'm wrong when I say that. I didn't say that, brother. I didn't even get the thought out. No, that's for anybody out there who thinks I'm wrong. I know they're coming on YouTube. You know, I know they're coming. Look, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my opinion. The that's just my opinion. Remember this about the Norwegians. They don't care what we think. Exactly. Okay? We are so marginalized. It's not even an effort. There's not enough of us here. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And beyond that, you ever... You got one of our uh, American uh, social media groups, right? How successful is that? What do you mean successful? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean successful? I know they have over, I think it's over 9,000 members, which is pretty did anybody ever con Did anybody uh, ever contact you and ask you what you thought? I was... I, um, for the for you mean like anyone from TV Two or NRK? Has anybody uh, anybody? Yes, all the time. Who? Uh, TV Two, uh, NRK, uh, other podcasters. Um, Where does this appear at? Excuse me. Where does this appear? Uh, on uh, NRK Radio, both the Buscadude sending uh, and the National sending. What is the name of that show? Uh, um, uh, it's a morning show that starts at six in the morning, and it's 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 sent both on radio and on television. Uh, can't remember. There's also two NRK podcasts that have had me on um, semi regularly for a while. Um, I'm consulting. I'm also a consultant for people who are starting or building up <clears throat> their podcasts. Uh, so they're asking me my opinion on things. Yeah. Why? Why do you ask that question? Now, do I think that there's enough people? or? Uh, uh, and again, it doesn't have to be me. But again, I stand by what I say that the Norwegian media does not seem to care about the opinions of people who look like of men who look like you and i they just don't i think it's interesting you make that um delineation but um i think the overarching principle is they don't care they don't care at all yeah i don't think they do um i think that they uh and again lisa cooper is very intelligent she does some very good and interesting work she's a great voice to to have out there when uh, when uh, things are to be discussed, uh, that's great. But I just think that from the NRK perspective, she's just symbolic. <laughs> and you, you mean, laugh. <laughs> you mean token? <laughs> you know, I was trying to avoid using that term, but yeah, I think I think that that is how bad. <laughs> I think that that's how bad Norwegian media is about having a broad perspective. And yeah, we're not that many people here, but we are people who are here and we should be represented in the, in the no, news. No, 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 no. We should make our mark. No, we should. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that's why I do my show. Regardless of who's listening, regardless of who asked me my opinion, I'm going to do my show because this thing that you and I and other black Americans especially, but black people in Norway in general, and then even in a broader generality, immigrants in Norway, we are people who are here and we should have a voice. So I put it out there. That's very gentlemanly of you. 
<laughs> That's how I was raised. Sorry. Very gentleman in you to Ohio put it country in, boy raised. And in those terms. That's um very nice. What of terms you. would you put it in? <laughs> <laughs> we we probably should. <laughs> no, there's no censorship here. Say what you want. Okay, remember I'm I'm prone to swearing. It's um, okay. Swear away. A lot of F bombs get dropped by guests here. F bombs. Look, <laughs> we just are full of shit. Okay, plain and simple. Now the thing is, on all things, most things, <laughs> <laughs> shit. And back in my cup, my my pub, I, I usually give it to him both barrels. All right, so you should see the pub sometimes. <laughs> you know, I would actually love to be. You should give me a call. One of these days when you guys are gathered there, I would love to, to be in on see that. it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> We're all over the place. <laughs> I bet. I bet. And I, I, I get them going. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, they don't like to be told about themselves. Tough titty. Look, uh, <laughs> the thing is, I see the same <laughs> thing that they see. Yeah. And it, <laughs> and you know, it annoys them. Because I see it in their language. Yes. As they understand it. Yes. And this is important. As they understand it, I know why they say the things they do. I watch them stupid debate programs. Mm -hmm. I watch the news constantly. Right? uh, The language is not a problem for me. Most of their attitudes are not a problem for me. I can tell you why. They have that particular person on there and why that particular person mm-hmm. got so much time. Yeah. I can tell you because I read the press too. Yeah. So I can tell you what point of view is being espoused and why. And it has a lot to do with how they do things. And it, it speaks on their control of the media and how mm-hmm. they make opinions. Yeah. And that their opinion, their opinions do not concern us and we do not concern their opinions. Exactly. We might as well be invisible when it comes to... We just about are. Yep. All right? So this is where you, you don't ask in polls. Because the fact of the matter is, if you don't, like I like to say, the thing about the Vikings, the Vikings don't <laughs> respect you if you don't fight them back. You're talking about the football team in Minnesota, right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> The Vikings. Vikings don't respect you if you don't fight them back. That is historically correct. <laughs> Probably <laughs> in a modern sense as well. <laughs> well, let, well, let me ask you this. Okay, we we agree that they aren't listening to us. They aren't giving us a platform. Uh, I don't wait to be given a platform. I make my own. That's why we're here doing what we're doing right now. Do you think that there are enough of us, whether it's black Americans Black Africans in Norway or other immigrants in Norway, do you think that we're doing enough to create our own platforms and put our voices out there? Now, I'll tell you something. Um, some point in time ago, um, uh, as vice chair and as, um, hold on with me, as vice chair and as spokesman, I, uh, what was the best term, best way to put this? I actually engendered, no, I, um, um, compose, so to speak, a um, constituency speaking to exactly what you said. Okay. Because I'm 
basically, um, I'm basically a religious conservative. All right, which <laughs> yes, it branches off into the Republicanism, but <laughs> basically, I'm a religious conservative. I had uh, connections with other, and I still have connections with other ethnic groups other than black Americans. Right. All right. I had strong connections to the Nigerian church here, to mm -hmm. more than one Nigerian church here, strong connections to Latin churches here and to Latin preachers here. I went, I went to, um, uh, I am a, um, there's plenty to talk about there, but, uh, the PDK, I went to the, uh, one year I went to the, what was it? The, the Jesus convention for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. All right. I went to the Jesus connection and I met all of these, um, religious conservatives. I met the Kurdish people, yeah. right? Um, and they're Jewish people supporters. Now the PDK is in close, is near to my heart because they are religious conservatives and we still compute. We still communicate to this day yeah now the thing was they were under the uh, krf now the problem was Christly folk party it's a christian political party in norway let's go with white christian political party vincent wants to go with white christian <laughs> political party <laughs> just this <laughs> i love it just this morning on political quarter there was discussion it's the five-year anniversary of the crash and burn of the KRF. Mm. Remember when they were trying to go, they were going to go from the right side to the other yes. side yep. in order to get um, uh, Sturda as prime minister. Remember this? Yes, I do. Okay. It was a five-year anniversary. And yep. what was interesting about this is that I remember I went down to, KR, uh, to the PDK's, their um, uh, annual meeting, right? I go to them and I says, I know these guys, I know these guys, and I know these. I want to get you a constituency here in Oslo. Yeah. All right. It's it was great. Up well, until Vincent we, with boots on the ground. Damn right. Yeah. Okay. Go on now. And I get, I go in front of Central Theater. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I ran into the white wall, so to speak. Ah. And I have nothing good to say about KRF. Central Street is like the head commission of the party. Okay. And I have nothing good to say about them. And the thing was, this is exactly right. What you're saying, exactly right. It was a it was a coalition of colored folks. Yeah. Okay. That had the same convictions. As a matter of fact, right now, I'm trying to convince people to give it another go. My biggest thing was to vote. I said to vote. Yes. And the thing was, they just picked this up. They just picked this up that it was important to vote because this very last time, this very last cycle of voting, I went around, vote, 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 vote. And then finally it got some traction. Because that's... And God bless you for doing that. There's never enough people voting. Never. Until everybody votes, there's not enough. So and especially not you. us. Good for you. All right. Now, and I have been trying to do this for over long periods of time. Yeah. So that Eric, the head of the PK, he, as a matter of fact, I go to the PDK all the time. All right. And 
I wanted, I was so disappointed I wasn't able to put that together. And it had a lot to do with Central Steer. And that was the PDK Central Steer because they were too cl- closely connected to KRF. And I thought for sure that this is a slam dunk. Right. Because Christian conservatives, KRF is supposed to be on the right side, right? You would think, yeah. Yeah. And then this is the kicker. Four years ago, when Highrider couldn't figure it out, yeah. I was there when they were, I was there during all of their stuff. That is, they were trying to make, they were trying to decide. Yeah. Bolestad is now a uh, um, leader of the KRF, right? And the other one was on TV, um, Honest, uh, shit, what's his name? I can't remember the guy's name. But when Bolestad actually became leader, yeah. but it was this other guy that was there first, and he spoke there at the community house down in Oslo. Yeah. And I went there to find out what the hell was wrong with KRF. Yeah. I talked to one of their guys, one of their central steerers, and I says, you know, Republican Party, right side, all this. And so, what are you guys doing? Why are you doing this? And Sturter's been trying to be prime minister ever since Stoltenberg blew town. Yeah. And why are you doing this? Nobody really wants this clown. Now, Yes, in, in the ensuing years, he's put the stranglehold on the Abida party, <clears throat> but mostly that had a lot to do, and I hate to get too deep into uh, Norwegian politics, but that had a lot to do with uh, with uh, uh, FRP bugging out of the um, government. Yes. right. Okay? So it's like all of that didn't help. Now, yes, Hoyter managed to do what they needed to do, but mm-hmm. Hoyter's has got the same problems as KRF's. Only they're just more powerful. Right, right. All right, there was just, FRP is what they are, but it was harder that was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. All right, and then if, even further than that, with Venstra is a better, <laughs> Venstra's a better alternative than KRF, that's just sickening. So it's it's obvious, you're very involved <clears throat> in political and social issues, Yeah. but where is the other guy? same background as an immigrant in Norway who's out there doing this kind of work. In other words, back to my question, uh, are there enough of us out there doing this work? And if so, where are they? And if there aren't enough of us out there doing this, why not? And what can we do about it? We need... We need somebody to succeed. Ah. All right. Um, uh, when I was coaching... That's one of the things that I, uh, and this is why I'm so, like you said, so close to, I coached in the Norwegian Football League for five years, all right? I coached one of the worst teams in the league. (laughs) (laughs) But we learned how to win, okay? And they were guys from the streets. They were guys that Sylvie Listog now talks about blocking up, okay? These guys now have learn the lessons of what it is to live here. And when they were kids, when they were small kids, because I'd coached from from 12 to 19, yeah. right? And I had to tell them, this is, and this is at a time when they were still thought of themselves as equal to Norwegians, which is, <laughs> which is a mind blower, but okay. The fact of the matter is, what they didn't have is they did not have a success that they could recognize. I see. And what we don't have, we don't have a success we can recognize. Great point, Vincent. That's our problem. Great point. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've known. I've been known to turn a phrase. From time <laughs> to time. No, I, I like that though, and that's very true. That is. Um, Somebody should make a banner uh, and and get a biplane to fly up and just circle around Oslo and Drummond with that with that on a banner. We need somebody to succeed. Succeed, because representation matters. Damn right it does. If these young brothers and sisters, these children of immigrants or immigrants themselves, saw <clears throat> one of us succeed, that, that that's. <sighs> But I, I take the small wins as well, because when someone like you is on television, mm. speaking, debating, being seen and heard, mm. and again, doesn't happen enough. Nope. I don't know if it's just a symbolic thing. Uh, sorry, Lisa Cooper, but whatever. There's not enough of us out there. When somebody like you or me is out there on the radio, TV, uh, doing a show like this, being active in the streets trying to get people to vote, trying to get, you know, asking the right questions about political and social issues as you are. Those are small wins. Yes. And that's why I think, of course, the blame lays on the Norwegian society, but shouldn't we also have a little bit more responsibility in the sense uh, that actually, how was... many of us are actually starting our own media houses? How many of us are actually starting? Well, you know, a... Actually, I've been there, did mm -hmm. that, Okay. What we didn't do was define what we were going to do when we got there. Another, 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 another the, good point. In other words, when uh, we hit the Obiora thing, good. Yeah. Okay, we even made the video. I was on stage with uh, Gatos Parliament. As a matter of fact, I still know Elling, right? Yeah, I still. Um, and his brother, he writes for um, our by the by the blag, um, Dogs of Eason. Dogs of Eason, yeah. All right, that's. Um, Bugaru, that's what I'm saying is wrong. I, sorry, Ellie. <laughs> but um, what we did was when, especially when we got a hold of the, the uh, we got a hold of female genital uh, mutilations. We actually got one of our uh, videos to a feeder, feeder okay. channel okay. Uh, in the FM. Uh, Interesting. United Nations. The thing was, we did not define what to do with that. Right. We did not define where to go with that. We didn't tell people. We did this. Why? So the the journey was started, but the circle was not closed. That's the prop. That's a First problem. First of all, not enough follow through. people knew messaging. what we were doing. All right? Yeah, follow through and messaging need to be in place. And um, as coach, that was a thing of mine was follow through. Yeah. Right? So you got there. We, we, we tagged the, the Oviora thing. Then what? Right. All right. I put an article in... God damn it. <laughs> Son, so, uh, shit. Um, I put an article in... Some oil? No, um, it was um, an Evandra magazine... That you still see, but you see it basically in the library. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I put an article in there about. Who goes the to libraries these days? We have the internet, so. <laughs> You'd be surprised what you could do in the library. Oh, I know. Uh, just a little side note. Uh, we were back home in Ohio this summer, and we went to a um, Barnes and Noble. 
Which isn't exactly a library. That's not exactly a library, bro. That's a bookstore. Yeah, but here's my point. And I was very surprised at the number of people in there. Because most people don't read. It's a struggle to get kids to read. And because so many kids don't read, they grow up to be adults that don't read. And I was shocked that that place was, I don't know if you know how big Barnes and Noble's stores have gotten these days, but it was huge, packed. That's a little side thing. That's just something I know. You know, every every time I go home, things are a little bit different. But that but, surprised me that bro, the, the desire to read and the interest in actual handheld books seem to still be in place. Well, I guess you could say this, you could say that, but mm. I'm an engineer. And actually, my specialty is microprocessor control systems. Wow. Oh, yeah. Right? That's actually what I do. What I did. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, a computer. Old knowledge is still good knowledge. Uh, yeah, I'm really good at what I do. I, you know, the thing is, I learned the code. Okay. But it bores me silly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> we're going on. Um, th- actually, this ties into it. Mm-hmm. Coding and programming bored me senseless. Yeah. It really did. That's why I don't do it. I don't have. Uh, although to tell you the truth, I probably will start coding again. Ah. But I didn't think much of it. I making uh, web pages. I didn't even find it difficult. I found yeah. it boring. See, that stuff is like witchcraft to me. I don't understand it. But I'm making a point is that uh, when I, I used to be able to do um, very large microprocessors, I could yeah. take them out, put them in, mm-hmm. rework them, do. Uh, I used to work for um, I worked for British Aerospace, but it was an FAA repair station. Okay. All right. So that uh, it was very technical. And one of the things I always knew about computers was they are a tool. Yeah. Okay. Even Facebook is a tool. It is not an end in itself. Right. Okay. And people are, you know, you're, oh boy, we can do all kinds of fun things. To me, it's ones and zeros. Yeah. All right. To me, it's bias. Right. To me, is the tr- actually when I learned. Okay, not to date myself, but <laughs> when I learned electronics, uh, what's called an analog computer actually still existed. Oh wow! <laughs> We're going back. How old are you? Let's not go there. <laughs> I'm real old. I'm gonna guess if you don't tell me. Yes, <laughs> I would say you are fifty-six. I'm older than that. Are you? That's as far as we're going to go with it. <laughs> okay, Vincent is older than 56. We'll leave it there. Next issue, next topic. <laughs> yeah, really. Thanks for that. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, I, uh, and I'm looking at the time here now. We've been talking for over an hour. Um, I don't want to hold you too long. But let me let me swing back to this. And again, to me, there's no reaction. I understand there's a lot of black Americans who are Republican. But again, here in Norway, people mm-hmm. are surprised by that. Um, have you felt, um, have you found it difficult when it comes to messaging what the Republican Party stands for? Has it been, has that been a problem? Because again, Norwegians perceive you as a black man being a Republican differently. And I also believe that Norwegians perceive what the Republican party stands for. They perceive that in a different way than they do back home in America. 
It's messaging. Is that, a, is that an issue here in Norway? Remember, I have an attitude problem, so no, it is not my problem <laughs> But I'll also give you this. Um, Norwegians have this really weird thing mm-hmm. um, about identifying as black. Yeah. And I go, yes, I'm a black man, but I'm an American. Mm-hmm. Okay? If you can't remember that I'm black, I don't know why that would be difficult. If you can't remember that... Remember, I am an American, okay? And yes, to your mind, Africans are black people. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody else is black people or colored people. Yeah. But Americans, for some odd reason, are not black people. Right, right. Uh, actually, yes, they are. Isn't that odd, the way they do that? Uh, it's stupid. It's very stupid. Okay, uh, and... Um, that's also one now. Uh, uh, also another reason I'll hit you with English in a heartbeat. Okay. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Okay. So when you're out and about, yes. For, for example, okay. on your way from the train station, yes. In here, did you speak English? Yes. Okay. Gets their attention. Yeah. I I'm not gonna get upset with folks because they're not thinking I'm something else. Right. And they're inclined to listen to me. That okay. is true if they think you're african they're gonna treat you a little bit especially if you come with the if they if they if they know you're american that's right they're going to treat having the same color skin as many an african but they're gonna treat you different when especially when it comes to the funny hair bro when they know you're an american they do treat you different and and i i'm generalizing but it's also kind of (laughs) true no (laughs) very true it's it's very true (laughs) yes we we yeah we're at the, the hotel, and guy gets on the phone with you, and he's blathering right. away, right? And he's like, oh, I'm cool with that, right? This is when, when Vincent was on his way from the train station. I'm trying to describe where he needs to walk to get here. So that's that's <laughs> where we were. So he was all cool with you. You you, you blasting with your drum and accent. And you all, you hold all on. I, don't, of... I do not speak with a drum and accent. Uh, sure. I, <laughs> you say whoa, so, bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on now. Now I take offense. <laughs> I, I, the, I, let me just clear that up. <clears throat> when I came here, uh, because I've spent most of my time, we we've, we still have our house up there in Finnmark. Okay? So that's where I'm... That's, that's even I'm worse. From. So I speak with a combination of the Finnmark dialect, the uh, Nordtroms uh, dialect, because we lived there for a while as well, and also a little bit of Ninosk, Vestland, because when we first came here, we lived with my uh, in-laws, my wife's parents, and he was from Finnmark and she was from Vestland. I didn't take a Norwegian class to learn. I learned from what I heard. So I do not speak a Drummond's dialect. You'll never hear me speak a Drummond's dialect. Oh, ever. Okay. First ever. of all. Ever. <laughs> Did well, I say Ever. Ever. Okay. So if you got to have it that way. I gotta, I, I gotta if you got to have it that way, gotta, you got to have it that way. Look, so what? <laughs> it doesn't matter to me what... Uh, look. But you spoke But you you spoke English with those people. Damn and, right. And they helped helped you right away. No bad, no attitude. Thank you, sir. No funny looks. Have a good day, sir. All right? Mm-hmm. None of that bullshit like... Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you want? Yeah. Right? Because first of all, it's just going to piss me off. And then I'm going to get a bad attitude. And I already have an attitude problem. So I really <laughs> admit, don't need too much more that. than that. <laughs> but I, I, you know, and, and 
people can do what they want, but don't you feel that if you spoke a more clear, I don't know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't even ask this question. Go ahead and ask it. You don't think that speaking a more clearly uh, understandable, uh, unaccented uh, form of Norwegian would get you anywhere? Get me where? I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. How, what would that do for me? I'm just asking. I don't. Know. <laughs> I have no idea. That's a rhetorical question because it yeah, will. Very not, so. I can't imagine what that would do for me. Okay. Yeah. Very rhetorical. Great answer. Really? Because I couldn't imagine what that would do. I don't know. I, I really don't know what that would do for me. I'm already the. I'm already just like Norwegians. I'm a victim of their own system. We haven't even of their own system. Their own system. We haven't talked about the way I live, have we? Call yourself a victim, Vincent. They don't like that in the Republican Party. Do I look like I care about that? You're a Republican. You're a Republican. Am I a white guy? (laughs) (laughs) No, you are not a white guy. Okay. But let me ask you this: If there was something, uh, I don't know, a philosophy, uh, a line of rhetoric, uh, something in the Republican Party that you could remove. Because you think it's detrimental, what would it be? <laughs> the perception that we're all rich white people. Yeah. Okay. And and for some odd that, that that means something because that actually this is another subject for another day. <laughs> but that whole thing about the the um what did they used to call them on the plantation? Um, the overseer. The overseer. The poor whites yeah. that were in charge of the niggas. Yeah. You see, that is also the other component of the Republican Party. Okay? And that's the part. You should be surprised. From Pegida to um, Sion to um, Aliansen to Democratina. Okay? All of them clowns come see us. All of them clowns come to my booth. All of those clowns come to my events. Right? And how would you describe those parties? What did I just say? (laughs) (laughs) Demokratina, for example. Would you classify them as a far right wing representative party? No, I wouldn't call anything here far no. right because if you call anything that's far right here, it's Nazi. Are they trying to be a far right? What we no. would term a far no, right. No, no, see, most no. of them, most of them are not really even dangerous. But how do you feel about the fact that a lot of people feel that if the Republican Party is not outright racist, that they at least dabble or coddle would you, okay. racist? How do you feel about that? Hold that thought a second. Mm -hmm. There does not exist racism in the Democratic Party. Of course there does. Okay. There there is, of course. I would think that those those questions offset each other. It's the one in your face. Yeah, but see, I can't... Wait. Is the one in your face (laughs) or is the one behind your back? Which one do you want? I don't want either one. That's not the question. (laughs) Well, my answer is I don't accept either one. No, because you're going to live with... No, you're going to live with one. Which one do you want to live well, with? We live with both. They're both. They both. Which exist. one would you rather live with? Neither. Stop. No, nope. you're not answering my question. You're avoiding my question, and you're restating my own question. <laughs> <laughs> the original question, though, was no. How do you I feel? asked the original question. No, I asked the original question, which was, "How do you feel about how the Republican Party okay. very often 
sometimes clearly, but at least appears to dabble no, no, bro. in no, racism. No, they do. But how do you feel about All that? All of them do. Okay. All of them do. All of them that's not us do that. But you can't... Do, do you both sides it by saying that it is, in, it is done in an equal degree? I don't care. I don't care who doesn't like me. Not liking me no, is not liking not, me. The, the question, though, is do you believe that the Democrats and the Republicans are equally supportive no or coddling of racists? I don't think there's any difference between their racism. One is in your back and one is in your face. Why then take a leadership role within the Republican Party? Thank you Why for that. Because mm -hmm. I never really get to say this. Please, please. The fact that I have my verse, my values, and my convictions, and they are shared by some cracker somewhere. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this, I believe, the first, with the exception of possibly Tiffany Troutman, white lady from Florida, I believe this is the first time that anyone has used the term cracker and nigga on my show. Ever! <laughs> I feel like I've reached something. Yes, I feel like you I'm, have. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. So, so you feel then that because no, tell me how you feel. You were in the middle of it. <laughs> You're saying that some, as you put it, some crackers. Just because some uh, cracker believes something that I believe, yeah, doesn't make us the same. How do you work? With and them? it doesn't. And more importantly, it doesn't mean I give up my conviction because this fool thinks the same thing that I do. How do you work with them, though? They're people. But how do you work with someone who, because to be a racist is to think that you are lesser. I could care. You them. know what? This is the thing. I know you don't care. I don't care either. Yeah. But I'm asking you, how do you work with someone like that? I'm not saying it's impossible. When they come to my, ev you, when they come to my events, yeah. leave that shit over there. Yeah. I don't care what you think. Uh-huh. Uh, I myself have a little thing with the anti-Muslim thing. Yeah. Even with the PDK, I'm a little... Mm -hmm. Right? Because I don't think that's cool at all. But you can get on with them under the same tent if you guys are united for one specific goal. When we are talking about in. my convictions and my values that coincide with theirs. I understand. Yeah. Now, uh, and I'd like to tell you, wait, if you want to deal with eight hate, I'm pretty sure I could dial me up some too. <laughs> so how about that? <laughs> How about we get to hating each other? <laughs> he doesn't have an attitude problem. No. <laughs> I told you that no, but that, and, and, and I totally respect that answer. My question wasn't wasn't laid out there as a gotcha thing. I truly want to know how do you work with those people? And you explained it. You know, you, when it comes when it comes to your convictions, if they agree with you or, and you agree with them, you can work with them. And you see no conflict in that. It's effortless. No detrimental, no, 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 no side effects. I told you I'm a conservative <laughs> Christian. No. Judge not, least you be judged yourself. So yeah. that yes, you might be a creep. Mm -hmm. You probably are, but I'm not gonna hold it against you if we have the same virtues, uh, values, and convictions. Now, you have to deal with being a creep, right? Over there, yeah. Like and you if you tell them very clearly, your your racism or check your, that your, shit at the door. Yeah, yeah. Straight up. Here, under this tent, we're gonna do this. And this is how we do it. This is how we roll over here. And again, no no conflict. Not on my side. No. Because again, you want you want to get the hating? I'm pretty sure I could come up with some. Right. So where are we gonna get how are we gonna get anywhere? You right. hate me, I hate you, and then what, we gotta duke it out? 
You want to do that? That's very interesting. I come from the South Side, brother. You don't get nothing unless you uh, you don't get hold, you don't hold nothing that you can't fight for. Right. Or you right. don't hold. That's character. We were talking about character earlier. You said character doesn't matter. I say it does. That right there is an example of character that matters. <laughs> if I was running for president, hallelujah. I'm not running for president. But you are a representative of the party. See, you're the vice chair here in Norway. I am not a rich. You don't think character. You don't think character matters. I'm not a rich white guy. I know that, but you you don't you don't think that character matters. I don't think that it has anything to do when it comes to my convictions, and my beliefs. But if a person has questionable character, people are going to question your convictions and belief. And as a leader, as a political leader, isn't that an issue? If people start to question your motives, if they question your character, they're going to question your motives, and that weakens you as a leader, does it not? Or Let's let's flip that a minute here. Okay. Do I want you with me? Well, if that's what you're thinking, do I want you with me? Well, obviously you don't. You say that character doesn't matter. Now, so if we're gonna if we're gonna, gonna if we're gonna do that, you're you're probably gonna. It's think mutually it. exclusive, is it not? Yeah, but it, that doesn't benefit a party. That would be mutually. A party is about numbers in 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 a large to a large degree. It's about numbers. Well, how, how do you people? build numbers? By convincing them that you are that you're. Party line is the one to follow. Actually, that, again, sounds, a, that sounds a lot like, uh, what's the word, pandering. The reality of it is, is that to a large degree, political parties have to pander. I just had Austin here, and I cannot remember word for word what we talked about, but we kind of touched on pandering and kind of agreed that yeah you know this the pandering happens it's kind of essential you have to say things that as many people as possible if like. you're going to get we, elected yes yeah right. not if you're going to be in the field no but do you but doesn't that then create an internal problem where the field the people the soldiers out there in the field are saying doing acting promoting a certain line of rhetoric personally i would tell you then you need better you need different leaders my point exactly you need a different leader if that person's if, character comes under question if to the point to where it is hurting no, if the party that becomes an issue and it becomes an issue if that lack of character is it an issue because the, the other side says it's an issue or is it the issue because the party says it's an issue well if the party says it's an issue then it's an issue if there the party you go. says it is not an issue if the party's not interested really in it not an issue. if the party's not interested in it then it's right. not an issue for the party is it exactly so okay so now we're going to we can go ahead and expand it so the so the self righteous go on about how he's not this and he's not that Right and the stubborn and hard-headed who don't think that <laughs> stubborn and hard-headed who don't think that who don't think that character matters your party will not grow. Actually, it Isn't has. What, uh, it won't grow to the degree that it should because you, you keep have a lot saying, of, yeah, but you have a lot of undecideds. You guys keep out saying there. that, but that's simply not true. You have a lot of undecideds out it's there. It's a wish. You, are you telling me that that most of them also do not think that character matters? Okay, if we're going to go, I'm about, asking you, do you think that? I don't think that when you need a leader and you're talking about your pocketbook and you're trying to get from A to B on a daily basis, you could care less about some fucking, <laughs> sorry, you could care less about some, uh, you could care less about character. Okay. <laughs> because no, I'm not, not going to argue with it because they, that's do, what you think and that's what you believe. Do they want, when, when, it, when your landlord wants his rent. That's why I'll never have a landlord. <laughs> that's not 
a point. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Vincent. <laughs> I'm just being. I'm just. I'm just being trifling. Go ahead. <laughs> when your landlord wants his rent, does he care if you're Mother Teresa no. or Al Capone? No. Okay. It's a pure capitalist motivation. When, he wants his money. No, no. It's just the way of the world. Yeah. He wants okay? his money. Yeah. All right. Now, would you like your guy that gives you the money to be? I don't know, the second coming of Jesus? Would you like that? Hell, yes, you would. It doesn't matter. Actually, if you could have it that way, you'd like you it could, that yeah, way. Yes, absolutely. But the fact of the matter is the world don't work like that, yeah, does it? Vincent, you're kind of supporting my point. Most people want the because we to are, be sound our character. Point, our, there's not much difference between our two points of view. Exactly. My point. Right. Other than the fact that you got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does not have an attitude problem. No, I, look, man, I, I, I love you to death, and, and we're joking now, uh, but we're also serious. But I think the bo the boil down point is mm -hmm. that it's oh, and I and I, I made this point with uh, Austin as well. I made this point with uh, my good brother uh, Hans Jakob uh, Vincenus. Uh, he's a Republican, Norwegian Republican supporter, loves Trump. He's coming again uh, in two days. Uh, the point is, is that although we disagree on the nuance of politics and social issues, it, the, the boil down fact is, is that we mostly agree because I believe human nature is that we want each other to do well. We want to do well ourselves and we want each other John, to do this, well. That's too much come kumbaya and, for me, okay? I, my head's splitting. No, I you, can't, I can't you, really, you know, I don't relate to that. And you hang out with all these Africans and you don't know what kumbaya is? No. Uh, look, look. <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say that's about Africans. That's a terrible Africans. thing to say about Africans. <laughs> It's it's not I don't think it's a kumbaya thing. I think it's a factual thing. No. And I think that it's something that is forgotten in today's no, political no, 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 and no. social discourse. No, no, no. See, that's the thing is, man. It's you forgotten. Are, you're a cool guy. Thank you. I, I like listening to you. You're pretty you. smart, but you got to drop the whole kumbaya. No, no. It's not a it's not a it's not a thing to drop. Yeah, it's something, it is. No, it's not. Because to me, it's uh, and here's where I think you're wrong. Um, well, you're wrong in the no, sense. No, go ahead, say it. you think I'm wrong. You're, you're wrong in the sense that you're trying to downplay Agreement. my belief in the inherent goodness of people. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't believe in the inherent goodness. And of that's people. fine. And 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 no, it's fine. not. It's, sure it, it it's 180 degrees of what you like to talk about. And that's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> why would it not? Why would it not be fine? Look at it. <laughs> because if we all agree, we would be Norwegians. That's very true. But my my goal is to not agree with everybody or have everybody agree with me. My goal is to have more discourse. I'm I'm gonna stick with the whole attitude thing, okay? <laughs> but but with but. I, I think that more dialogue, more discourse would do our nation, and I'm talking about the United States, it would do our nation well. I believe that that is an element that is missing in society in general, but specifically in the political realm. Uh, the two opposite sides can no longer speak <laughs> to each other, and that's that, that's not helping anybody. It's not helping anybody. Uh, okay, wait a minute now. Hold on a second. My opinion. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Now, Tell me your opinion, then we have to w wind this up. Okay. Um, why, why am I why am I less than correct in saying that both sides need to talk more, have more discourse? Because I don't think anything has really changed. No, not at all. You think, I, you, I don't think so. No. Okay. Uh, we never needed to agree. 
I, as I a didn't say that. I wait, said they need to I'm discuss. I'm not finished yet. No. I, we, our strength hmm. is not to agree. Amen. I agree. Okay? It's to not to agree. Our strength is to find where we can compromise. Yes. We don't need to agree to compromise. But you need to have dialogue in order to compromise. You don't need to agree to have dialogue. Of course not. But you need dialogue in order to compromise and come to solutions. You say you want to split one from the other. and it, I do. Well, the thing Without is... Without dialogue, how are, you gonna, how are you going to come to some sort of forward motion? And that doesn't mean full agreement. That means, as you say, compromise. I agree wholeheartedly with that. Look, the Norwegians... you've got to be able to discuss things. And that's not happening. If Look, you at don't Look at our Actually, Congress. Actually, we do discuss things. The thing is that we need to be right. <coughs> and it's an elite thing. It's not a people thing. Well, you and I agree that there's no need to be right. That's right. There's no read to you be right. You and I agree there. And this just deepens the, the, the point that I'm making, that to agree is not necessary, but to have dialogue is essential if there's going not to be Not to forward. the exclusion of the elites that say that I know all of the answers. I agree. Well, there's too much of that that happens on both sides. Look, I like me some Fox, right? Oh, boy. But there's some times I'm going, damn, shut up. Seriously. You're talking about the. I'm talking to the TV. You're talking about the canine, the the red, the fox. Yeah, fox. The canine. I don't know what the hell that means. What the dog-like animal that lives out in the wild. Okay. Yeah, fox. I like me some fox. Fox, but, fox TV. He's saying everybody. Bro, bro. That just went right over your head, or are you just being? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm being, you, don't you know, attitude. I want yeah. me to tell you. You don't have an attitude. Go ahead. Go I, ahead. Well, I keep telling you, attitude problem, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Now, I like Vincent, some... Vincent likes Fox. I love Fox. Can I say it? Vincent likes Fox News. Love me some Fox. He loves him some Fox News. <laughs> I also. You miss Tucker Carlson? Damn right. Wow. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Vincent miss. <laughs> <laughs> this is going up on her Instagram reel. Vincent misses Tucker Carlson. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Okay. Now, I love me some MSNBC. Okay. Yeah. You know who was my favorite? And damn girl left. Uh, Mad Dog. Uh, Rachel, Rachel Maddow. Oh, yeah. I love me some uh, Ari Melba, right? Chris Hayes cracks me the fuck up, yeah. right? I love watching that shit. Mm -hmm. The only people I really can't stand because they preach at you. Like, <laughs> I'm a Catholic. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> I can't stand nuns. <laughs> oh, God. CNN is the nunnery. <laughs> the nunnery of the new, cable news. news. It's like, CNN is the nunnery of cable news. <laughs> like, no, you are not Moses come down from the with the Ten Commandments. Yeah, yeah. Cut that shit out, right? <clears throat> but I love me some MSNBC because they got this point of view. And they support that point of view. Yeah. Now, they're wrong most of the time. Fox, mm -hmm. I love that point of view, right? They got they got some work to do over there, mm -hmm. okay? And I love me some uh, Tucker Carlson because I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, okay. There's hope. There's hope for you. Uh, okay. <laughs> I watch all of this all of the time. Yeah. All right? No, okay, it's not that sick, but you get the point. Yeah, you uh, gather your news from different sources. From different That's sources. Healthy. That's healthy. That's how I know what's actually going on. That's healthy. Yeah, and and you hear, you hear the fox go like, 
Cut that shit out. And then MSNBC is like, you can't be serious with that. Mm -hmm. And then you get the, whatever the hell CNN is doing, yeah. all right? Whatever the hell these people think, they, whoever they think they are. Mm -hmm. It's like, they can't be serious. Like, yeah. we didn't even get to the war, did we? We didn't get to Ukraine and none of that shit, no. right? Next time. Next time. And I'm looking forward to there being more than one next time. Oh, Vincent, you are you are so welcome here. I've been wanting to do this for years, but because of scheduling and COVID and this, that, and the other, it didn't happen until now. I'm glad you're here, and you are always welcome here, anytime. Very good, because I wanted to tell you, um, in my position, I got Newpy, uh, the National Defense, um, mm -hmm. And uh, what's the other one? Three of them. I go to their seminars on a lot. As a matter of fact, I'm going to a seminar. Uh, and why is it I, I just went brain fog? Um, Too much Fox News. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, <laughs> um, anyway, I, I do the, the, the Norwegian Defense. I'm on their newsletters. Okay. I'm on Newpy. I get there. I have their briefings, uh, briefings all the time. Okay. I go to their seminars a yeah. lot, yeah. right? And then the one on Hausman's got to, uh, down there by the Red Cross. What is that? Uh, I'm not that familiar with Oslo. <sighs> too big of a city for me. Okay. Um, too much craziness up there. Oslo is only it's only six hundred thousand people. It's not that crazy. I do you see this? That could be my backyard in Ohio. That's where I come from. <laughs> Dude, where are you from? Who Ohio. are you, Mark Twain? Ohio, practically. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> this is a this, this is a concrete jungle to me. This? I, I I Okay, this neighborhood, you see how quiet it is. That's why I can tolerate living here. And we we got our space around us and all that stuff. <laughs> cities, city life? You got to be kidding me. You should see our place up north. Our ne our nearest neighbors are reindeer. You excuse me. There's nothing to be proud of. But oh, anyway, absolutely, man. You don't know what you're missing. No, I lived on Nestle for three years. Where? Nestle. Oh yeah, that's nothing. That's urban. <laughs> Shit. Okay. No, that's beautiful up there. That's beautiful. What about Norway? Is not beautiful. Oslo. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I take that back. Oslo is a very comfortable town. I love going there to do things. I love going into town here to do things. I did mention but I was I like, MDG, didn't I? You did. But okay. I love I love coming back to my refuge here. But my refuge refuge, where my heart is, is at our place up north, up in Finnmark. It's beautiful. It's right on the ocean. We don't have all those Arctic mosquitoes that everybody talks about. Uh, fishing, uh, uh, Arctic hares, the reindeer. Um, the sea eagles. That's that's where my heart is. Excuse here, me. I grew up in the middle, of the, the, the heart of the city. <clears throat> Look, <laughs> so, you made it out too. So congratulations. I still kind of miss it. So do you really? Yeah. Um, what brought you here in Norway? Love. Of course. Yeah. Now, thanks to God, there is a God. <laughs> Amen. That um. It ended really quickly. So. Oh, did it really? Yes, it did. Really? Okay. Was what was it? Was it the shock of coming here? Brought some things. To I had nothing to do with. No. I don't want to get into your personal stuff, but it's just interesting. I, I like to hear the stories of Americans who have come to Norway. 
maybe we can wind it up with that. Okay. Uh, let me ask you, how did you guys meet? Here. Oh, yeah. Why were you here? Uh, I'm uh, from I was, Chicago, from south side of Chicago to Norway. But I lived in L.A. or Orange County. Okay, okay. I took a job. Um, we lost a contract, um, British Aerospace. We lost a contract for some work that needed to be done on aircraft entertainment systems. Okay. So I took a job with the air services company. Yeah. All right. That air services company had the contract we put in. Uh, remember back in the day, you put your your your, your card in the, the screen? Yeah. Okay? I put those in. Okay. I made those. Yeah. Actually. And I took the job. I was on my way to Singapore. And then the contract here came. I... Ended up coming to Norway almost under proset, progress, uh, protest. Didn't want to come here. I didn't want to be here because it's cold here. All right? I wanted to go someplace warm. Right. But they needed a crew. Okay. So I ended up coming here. I came here for six months, couldn't stand the place. Hated it. <laughs> you know this in Norway, right? It's Norway. Beautiful women. You got to say it. Beautiful women and sisters, African sisters. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I ended up overstaying my visa, my uh, my visa. But one day, me and my so you were an illegal immigrant. I got deported. You Republican, you. Damn right. They threw me out. They threw you out. Yes, they did. I was back in less. Than, I was back inside of a year. Uh, no, a little bit over. You a year. took advantage of an open border. No, I'm just teasing you now. No, my girl lived in. Um, <laughs> she lived in this one. Okay, yeah. And that was, you know, and I, even though I lived in a. These very, women are so fine in Norway. They make us overstay our visas. My wife was drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> I bet she was. There's she was beautiful women she here. Was yeah. Beautiful. She was crazy as a new as, as a fruitcake, but that was another story. So, but I go on a couple of other jobs, but I keep coming back here because at the time, before I got trapped here, at the time I had this beautiful uh, Zambian girlfriend. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I love being here. This was, sure. And women are so uh, liberated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It wasn't they a, are different here. Women in Norway are different. And it was so liberating where you yes. didn't have to pay. They paid for you. They were, they, the level of the way of being appreciated was so different. Yeah. That I just kind of got intoxicated by that. Right. And of course, when you, I don't want to be stupid about this, but man, my wife is fucking beautiful it's mm. the most beautiful white girl i've ever seen in my life uh -huh. and i had to say it like that but she was she was beautiful it was a dream yeah i it was i could not believe that i'd actually such a beautiful woman <laughs> i should have known better but that's another story and it just it just kind of fell apart after you after you actually moved here then no it didn't fall apart until it turned out. She's she's got the the dark. Got the dark. The dark thing. Jungle fever. No. 
What do you mean? The dark. The dark and the cold. Dark depression. Oh, yeah. Okay. She has that really bad. You talk about sometimes changing the way you speak Norwegian. Sometimes you got to change the way you speak English. I had no idea. You kept saying the dark. I'm like, the dark. My sister told me that. Know. My sister told me that, too. <laughs> and listen, it comes from hanging out with Africans. I guess, man, because I didn't know what the heck you were talking about. The dark, She's got the dark. Okay, but so so that that wintertime depression thing is real. I've never felt it. I do fine. Especially when we we Look, live Mark up north, Twain. Especially, no, but especially when we live up north, Look, uh, Huckleberry Finn, with the with the um, uh, the northern lights, and we were in an alpine area, so when it would be white with snow and the moon, full moon would hit that, it's almost like a new kind of daytime, even though it's dark all the time up there. So I do I do just fine. That's funny you should say that. Yeah, because that was her thing. Really. She was all about the sun yeah. when it hit the snow and how it was all light and whatnot. Oh, I think it's beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Until it goes away. <laughs> and then it's just dark. No, so she, so, so her, her depression kind of got into yeah. the, yeah. Yeah, let's okay. put it like that. You single now? Yes and no. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. That's a good answer. You know how black folks are. We have this and we have that. <laughs> I uh, am quite the fortunate man. Now I'm going to make you feel bad. No, <laughs> no. I, but I, I know what you mean about, about Norwegian woman, women. I have one. We've been together for 23 years now. And I, I couldn't ask for anything better. They are just different. They're just different. People say, how? I, I I don't know. Go get one. <laughs> then you'll know. They're just different. That's a cruel thing to say. Just go get one? Go get one. Yeah. Go it's that. not that easy. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> you just don't I want know. one. <laughs> <laughs> you get one. No, you know better. I'm, you have I'm, one. You know better. No, I'm kind of messing around, but but they, they are uh, uh, different. Um, uh, but that's a societal thing. It's not necessarily the women, but it's the Norwegian society. And... Uh, uh-uh. The opportunities. Uh-uh. No, what, no, no. what do you think it is? Um, it's an individual thing. Uh, because well, that's a lot of individuals, and because they are different here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, it could be. You could say that one thing about Norwegians is they all think alike. It's true to a degree. Then where they diverse, where they di- diverge, makes them interesting. Yeah. But I also think it's regional because northern Norwegians are so different from the people down here. I can tell you that. Let me from, ask you this question. Right there. Does she speak English? Oh, yeah. We only speak English here at home. What does it sound like? Crazy. She speaks English like no other Norwegian I've ever heard. It's very different. She's been on my show. She's Check, check her out. My wife spoke Norwegian. You was forced she was American. Really? It was the freakiest thing. Really? Really weird. Yeah. She spoke it like an American. Okay. That was just weird. Yeah, no, my wife, um, my wife is Samisk, but she grew up for the most part down down south here. Um, so just the fact that she's Samisk makes her very different in uh, her personality and the way she views things because she's something outside of the mainstream Norwegian society. So she's different. Mm. Yeah. 
So, um, we got to wind this up, though. Time. Prio <laughs> is who I'm talking about. Yeah. Prio, I'm going to Prio seminar. Yeah. I'm going to a Newpie seminar whenever they have something interesting. Yeah. And actually, tomorrow I'm supposed to go to the um, um, Defense Council. Yeah. It's about the war. Uh, not the war in the Middle East, but the war in Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. So I get there. I get their mailage too. Okay. So and of course I'm all over the press. I do that yeah. for our, my organization. Mm -hmm. I know whenever I need to, t whenever they need me to talk, mm -hmm. especially in Norwegian, I already know what they're talk, what they want to talk about yeah. normally because I keep abreast of that. I've been doing that since I was uh, a spokesman, and that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, yeah, we talk again. You are, uh, as I said, you're always welcome here. Um, I, I've enjoyed this. I learned a couple new things about you. Uh, we disagreed on a few things. We agreed on a few things. We laughed a little. Um, success, mission accomplished. Look at him, he just... <laughs> Vincent, Vincent, I love you, man. I do. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, uh, anything you want to do? Republicans abroad, Norway. You guys don't have a website, do you? Or do you? Yes, we have a website. Tell them. We have social media. Tell them. Republicans abroad, Norway. <laughs> Not that difficult. There you go. There you go. <laughs> R A N. Vincent is assuming that everybody knows about Republicans abroad in Norway. I should do a poll. You know what? I'm going to make a poll, and I'm going to ask people. We talked about polls. How many of you heard about Republicans abroad in Norway? I can help you out with that real quick. Nobody. Okay. And that's why I'm giving you the opportunity to tell people where to find you. You should have left that to, to Austin. Austin's the wet mess. Right? Oh, boy. Vincent, bye, everybody. <laughs>